Welcome back to Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, a group improv storytelling podcast led by A. Elliot Lee. Last time on Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, we got to know all of our lovely contestants through some interviews and activities, the latter of which some contestants excelled in more than others. All these wonderful activities have been geared towards deciding rooming assignments. What activities await our beloved contestants today? Step on back onto the island of murder for some more Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania! Episode 2 Life's What You Make! Fuck! Our final game will be called First Impressions. The hologram Jimmy motions to a table with two chairs. For this, one player will be chosen as the Ratee. They will whisper to me which of the following traits they think they have the most of. Good personality, likelihood of winning, and physical attractiveness. Then, two other players will be called up to sit here. These two will be the raters. The name of the ratee will be displayed. The raters will privately discuss and each rate the ratee from 1 to 10 for good personality, likelihood of winning, and physical attractiveness, respectively. Does this make sense so far? No. Not really. Not at all. Fantastic! Essentially, you will each be called up to rate someone. When you're sitting there, right, and rating the third person, you can only share this info with each other. After you rate, you can choose if you want your fellow raters' rating to be shared publicly. So, okay, there's three people. One person is being rated. That's person number one. Person number two and three are talking to each other about their ratings, and at the end, person two decides whether or not person three's rating is shown? Yes. Okay. And the person who's being rated says which they think they'll excel at. Yeah. Everyone will also be called up to do two rounds of rating, but you can only choose to share your partner's rating once, so choose wisely. If I were rating someone the first time and I was like, oh yeah, I want my partner's rating to be shared, I can't do it again the second time. Also, to clarify, we're rating them out of 10 on each category, or...? On each one. Ratings will be shared only if both raters choose for each other's ratings to be shared. If the category they rated the ratee highest in lines up with what the ratee self-assigned, the ratee gets three points and each rater gets one point. So first up are Dickie and Iso. So they head over and sit down, and the hologram letters Kamir flash over their heads. First category, personality from 1 to 10? Well, I I don't know him super well. Like, I, I saw his little, uh, his little interview, but he seemed kind of full of himself. That's all I'm getting. I agree. Yeah, but I also haven't talked to him, so maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe like a 5? I was going to say the exact same thing, because I 5 is very good middle territory. You know, the definition of middle is in between two things. And yeah, exactly. The middle of one and ten is five, so I'll go with five. And that's likelihood of winning. I mean, he's more for the, he's more here for the exposure, right? You mean the fame? Yeah. The fame. I was going to so, go with like a four, yeah. I'm going to go with a good three. All right, and uh, for the physical attractiveness, uh, I'm so sorry, uh, but the the... Eyes? Eyes are disturbing. They um, are disturbing, yeah. The, you know, the definition of eyes are things you look out of, and it kind of disturbs me. Like, have you seen him blink? Because 
The eyes kind of all blink out of sync with each other. Oh, God, um, no, I've not observed. Like, I remember I was, like, sitting at a table near him, and I was, like, looking over at him, and it was the back of his head, and there was one right at the nape of his neck, and it just blinked. Imagine the kind of dimensions he's seeing in. It must be incredible. I'd love to study him and maybe, you know, extract some eyes. I don't know if I'll be allowed to do that. Oh, that's a little, um, okay. But I'm going to give him a one on that. I feel like I personally don't like that, and I also don't like men. Also, it could be, uh, people could be into that. I, I, the body horror, I don't know. I, I'm gonna view this as a general physical attractiveness, and he's so famous, so I'm gonna say four. You guys rating are really kind of ignoring the John the Magnus Archives axis of attraction, though. Yeah, these are non-monster fuckers. Yeah, Dickie only knows lard. Dickie, Iso, would you like to share your partner's rating, yes or no? No, I think I'm good. No, I'm good. And then they are dismissed. And next up, it's Kamir and Nil. And the letters flash and they read Maligs. You had the conversation with her, so I guess I'll let you go first in the likelihood of winning the competition, I guess. The high likelihood of winning the competition. Yeah, she she looks dangerous. I mean, she got them, them big legs. <laughs> I would say that's probably the category that I would rate her highest in. Eight? Seven? I would say eight. Let's stick with seven. Uh, I like to think I have a chance. I don't, but personality. She seems cool, very, very standoffish and kind of intimidating, but um, what over here, she really only talks about death, so... In, in terms of personality, I would probably give her a seven. She's definitely <laughs> probably the most tolerable person. I mean, I take a little offense to that, but... All right, I guess I'll give her a five on that one. She's pretty. I'm all sure that for physical attractiveness, but like proportions are a, a little off for me personally. By typical standard, she's pretty attractive, but I don't think it. She's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but but not my type. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give her a five as well. Yeah, I think I'll stick with you on that. Okay, would you like to share your partner's score, Nil? Yes. Come here. Yeah, think I'll share. Why? Why not? Well. Nil rated Leggy 7 out of 10 for personality, 8 out of 10 for likelihood of winning, and ooh, 5 out of 10 for physical attractiveness. Kamir rated her a uh, 5 out of 10 for personality, a 7 out of 10 for likelihood of winning, and a 5 out of 10 for physical attractiveness. The highest ratings were in the category of likelihood of winning, which was also the category that Leggy rated herself highest in. So congratulations! Leggy, you get three points. Kamir and Nil, you both each get one point. Kamir and Nil, this means you cannot share the next one you're in. Next up, Rupki and Maligs. And then the letters flash and they read ISO. Hello. Oh, hello. I don't, I, I mean the girls a lot, huh? I haven't really talked to her. I, I don't know if you have. I haven't talked to her either. I mean, like, she seems chill, but she didn't vote in my poll. She was just kind of staring at where her food used to be. So I feel like that was kind of rude of her. She seems like sad. She's scary. She does seem to be a little scary in her powers. Yeah. And I mean, she's adorable. She's like a cute little thing, but I don't know how attractive she is. I wouldn't want to hang out with her because I feel like that would just make me sad too. 
Luke, give her like a four on personality. Yeah, I'd say like a three out of ten on personality. Okay. Uh, for likelihood of winning, I mean, like, she's pretty powerful, so it's like a seven. I agree with you. Yeah, and physical attractiveness. I mean, she is a YouTube star, right? Yeah, she's slightly attractive, I guess. I I do like the hair. Hair's nice. The the pink hair. Uh, but I think yeah, I'm gonna say like seven. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with a six. Would you like your partner's score to be shared? No. Next up, Cal and Bass, and they stand up, and they go over and sit down, and the letters flash Rubki. All right. Likelihood of winning zero because I'm here. Attractiveness, maybe a two, and then personality one. I don't know. I don't like numbers. Well, in case you're not aware, those were some very low ones. Well, yeah, I was aware. I mean, it's fucking rubgy over there. Mm. I suppose, in some ways, personality is probably yeah, the highest. Maybe it's personality three, attractiveness two, likelihood zero. I think I would give personality a five. I mean, if you think about it, it's relational anyway, right? Absolutely. It is all going to be average out. You do know what an average is, right? Uh, yeah, it's rugby over there. He's an average. Cal kind of looks over at him like he isn't sure whether he's kidding or not. It is inscrutable whether he is. <laughs> and just kind of goes, okay. A five for personality, a two for likelihood of winning, and a four for physical attractiveness. Would you like to share your partner's scores? Why not? I still don't understand what that means, so sure. Bass ranked Ruby a three out of ten for personality, a zero out of ten for likelihood of winning, and a two out of ten for physical attractiveness. Cal ranked Ruby a five out of ten for personality, a two out of ten for likelihood of winning, and a four out of ten for physical attractiveness. So the highest scores are in personality, which is mm, not the one Rubki thought he was going to get. So no points for anyone. Sorry about that. Next up, our toe and bloke, and they sit down, and the letters Dicky appear. Okay. Um, hi. Um. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Let's see. I I haven't talked to him, but he seems cool. Yeah, his personality seems a little dry. He keeps on talking about dictionaries, but. <laughs> I don't know. But he's a fan of Lard. I mean, have you seen Lard? That's true. I have seen Lard. Like, that's a pretty cool movie, yeah. That's a pretty good balance in personality, honestly. Like, even if that's your only thing, Salamander B was so good in that movie. Right, yeah, and the songs are pretty good, you know? But I don't know if the whole dictionary thing can, like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a six? Uh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, five. Okay, likelihood to win. I mean, he said that he hasn't seen people in a while and that he's only read books, so I don't think it's very good. Yeah, I'm gonna say a four. I kind of agree with that. I mean... Physical attractiveness. I mean... I I mean, like, y y you gotta give the guy some credit in that one. Um, well, you see, here's the thing. I find men repulsive, so, um... Okay, um... You can, like, view it objectively. I I don't know. I mean, he does look like Daniel Succo. And Daniel Succo is the main character in Lard, the fairly high-grossing movie. I mean, he called it a cult classic, but I think everyone knows Lard. I mean, he's also not seen people, so that's probably why he called it a cult classic. Honestly, probably. And for someone who hasn't seen people in a hot sack, he dresses all right. Like, I would wear that. So, like, you know... I guess he's attractive. Yeah, I'm gonna say an eight. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little. Um, I'm gonna give him a six because of Daniel Succo, but only because of Daniel Succo. Okay, that's fair. 
Would you like to share your partner's rating? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Bloke rated Dicky a 5 out of 10 in personality, a 4 out of 10 in likelihood of winning, and an 8 out of 10 in physical attractiveness. Toe rated Dicky a 6 out of 10 in personality, a 4 out of 10 in likelihood of winning, and a 6 out of 10 in physical attractiveness. That makes his highest score physical attractiveness, which is also what Dicky guessed. So Dicky gets 3 points. And Toe and Bloke, you each get one point. Congratulations! Wait, hot question. Why would you ever not share your partner's rating? Because if you're right, the person you rate gets three points and your partner gets one point. So if you don't want them to get one point and you can spare the point yourself, that would be your motivation. Also, because, like, if you share it the first time, then you can't share it the second time. It's like choosing which round you want to share it in, you know? Okay, cool. What happens if one person shares and the other doesn't or can't? Then it is not shared. It's not shared, but it still counts as you using your share. Next up, Bloke and Dicky. And Bloke just stays there and Dicky goes up and the letters flash Cal. Well, I just used up my share, so there's no way of sharing this one no matter what it is. All right, so we can be completely honest here. I mean, sure, but I was being completely honest anyway. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, I feel like I also haven't talked to him. But I don't like his personality much. He's just, you know, numbers, numbers, numbers. Yes, but he's an intellectual, you know? Okay. And I appreciate that. I mean, like, I guess... I just... I've seen so many snooty teachers like that at school. And I feel like, by this point, I'm so done with all of that energy. Like, I didn't expect to see anyone like that here, but here we are. I'll say, like, a four. He's kind of nice, but the impression he did of you was kind of mean. Um, but... The intellectual energy is something I truly appreciate. You don't find that. Well, that can be in your rating. I'm saying a four. I'm going to give him a six. Okay. Uh, likelihood of winning. I mean, like, he got beat up pretty badly by ISO on that stage. Yeah, I'm afraid this one's very low. Yeah, I'm gonna say a two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say two as well. Okay, um... If you had different glasses, you know this would be so different. It's just those those round... Those round glasses oh, really just... It's really just, just terrible. Uh, terrible? I actually, I actually love round glasses. Okay, well, I hate them. I mean, the academic nature of the round glasses really just... Mm, all right. Well, I, in my opinion, uh, something about that business just really gets, gets me going. <laughs> Okay, uh, you do you. I'm going to say, like, a uh, uh, six. Goodness, it, it might be a nine. I think it... Okay. I, I think it... Get well soon. I'm, I'm completely fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Uh, well, the definition of well must imply that something is not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, uh, feeling great about my ratings. I'm very satisfied. All right, because, Bloke, you have shared yours, you cannot share this one, so next up is Bass and Toe. And they walk up, and the letters flash Bloke. Okay, Bloke seems like a really nice guy. I really like his personality, and he seems really chill, and I, I want to be friends. Yeah, I mean, he seems like the sort of person who would think very highly of his own personality. I like him. I think I'm gonna give him a hot, like, seven? Yeah, yeah, I can get behind maybe a three. Yeah, that... <laughs> Okay, I think he's really nice. Bloke is really nice. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, no, three. <laughs> okay. Uh, physical attractiveness. I guess he's not unattractive. Uh, I, like I said before, I'm repulsed by men, and he 
doesn't look like Daniel Secco, so he's gonna get a two from me? I'm cheating by looking at his description of himself. Fuck. Uh, yeah, two. I, I think he thinks his personality is better than his, uh... He's just not my type, you know? You know, he's not, he's not bad to look at, but, you know, between that and personality... He's fine. He doesn't hurt my eyes like Kamir does. And as for likelihood to win, he seems weak, uh, like a little twig, actually. Yeah, he seems sort of the same likelihood to win as a piece of wet tissue paper that's been left out in the rain. Um, yeah, so I think, like, a one. Um, <laughs> yeah. One. No, zero, because I think he is exactly as likely to win as the other one. Whatever his name was. Yeah. And because you have already shared, next up is Iso and Kamir. And they come up, and the letters flash toe. Okay, um, hi. I mean, like, I talked to Toe, and she's super nice, so I'm gonna give her a 10 on personality. Can't really complain about that. She seems to be nice and sweet and soft, just like... Yeah, like, I feel like I would have expected her to be more spoiled, but she's pretty good. Yeah. Down to earth for princess. I'll, I'll give her a 7. Likelihood to win. She's also, like, the host's daughter, so I think that makes the likelihood go up. I'm gonna say 8. Does he like her? No, he... Seems to lack her. Yeah, he offered her a juice box and everything. Yeah, still still kind of weird that she's here, though. I'll give her an eight on that. I mean, I don't really like the idea of nepotism, but maybe it works out. I also think she's pretty attractive, so I'm going to give her an eight on that one. I mean, is she that attractive? I think she is. She's, like, very pretty, and she's nice, which, you know. Well, uh, she's not really my type. I'll give her, like, a four okay uh did you share an answer before yeah okay nil rubgy it's all about that bass so i don't know bass but he seems kind of full of himself i guess from the interview yeah i don't think that he's intelligent enough to win this competition like his one thing is probably attractiveness but aside there's not much going for him like, if you couldn't do that first tap, like, I'm not great at reading either, so maybe it's not fair of me to judge, but... Well, I'm certain that the category that he'll write himself most highly in is attractiveness. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him the highest in that, and, uh, maybe four for personality, because not chill. I think a four sounds about right. In terms of his chances of winning this competition, I would give him about a three. I would say five, because he's kind of buff. And for attractiveness, I would say, like, seven? I'll give him a six. Have you shared yet? Yes. Okay. A secret. Lastly, it's Maligs and Cal. About nil. Cal, have you shown your scores yet? Yes. Oh, so it doesn't really matter what we do? Absolutely a moot point. Okay, about nil. Um, personality, kind of bland, but, like, I think I can stand them. I know next to nothing about them. They're not annoying, which is, like, number one. <laughs> like... Six out of ten? I'll have to agree with your expertise. Likelihood to win? Like, I don't really know. Never seen them fight. They're here for the right reasons, for sure, though. To fight. They're quite physically imposing. That's true. So, like, seven out of ten? Um, I think I'm gonna go with an eight. Attractiveness? Don't really know. I can't say I've been paying too much attention to them, to be quite honest. Um, they're like, yeah, not very high on the attractiveness. I'm going to give him, like, a 4 out of 10. I was thinking the same thing. 
Alright, so the time has come for you all to choose roommates, so please rank all of your fellow participants in order of preference and whisper that to me. Are you telling me I can't room with Ziglet himself? <laughs> no, he's not actually there. You can always hey Jimmy. <laughs> you can always say, hey Jimmy. What, do you mean we can't join Ziglet in the ether? <laughs> Calson's in a request for a single because he has asthma. Does he actually have asthma? No. Imagine if he joined a murder game and was like, I'm sorry, I have asthma. Lord of the flies. If you have asthma, you get a minus two constitution. That's the rules. I'm allowed to say that because I also have asthma. I also have asthma. Wow, asthma buddies. Can't breathe, gang. I will never be able to not spell Ruby's name as rugby. Bass just ranked everyone in inverse order of how threatening they were to him because he thinks he will have the most opportunities to off his roommate and then also bloke. I rated Cal's not based on that, but I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. So here are the roommates. Toe and Iso. Kamir and Rubgi. Dickie and Cal. Bass and Bloke. Leggy and Nil. And here is the final scoreboard for today. In the lead, we have Iso with seven points. Next, we have Dickie with six points. And then Leggy with 5.5 points. Toe with four points. Kamir with four points. Bass with two points. Cow with two points. Bloke with one point. Nil with one point. And Rubgi with zero points. So, these are the living spaces you can choose from. First off, there is a very nice two-story house with two bedrooms, three bathrooms, two Alaskan king-sized beds, one in each bedroom, with a beachfront view. Secondly, there is a beachside hut that is very cottage core. And thirdly, a cabin in the forest. And lastly, there are two shitty dorm rooms where you kind of have to go downstairs to piss. One of these has two twin beds and the other has one queen-sized bed, so someone will have to use their bedroll. Are you saying there's a, and there was only one bed situation? <laughs> Technically, everyone also has bedrolls. I could have been like, oh, sleep on the grass. The cabin and the hut don't make it sound very appealing, is it? Supposed to be appealing? Well, the cabin nice, or the hut? The hut is a Depends nice... Depends on what you want. Okay. Like, only the mansion is supposed to be the most appealing one, and I guess, like, the dorm with one bed is the least appealing, but everything else is kind of just your pick. Unless you want the only one bed situation. So first, it's Iso and Toe. So what would you like? Okay, and Toe's like, well, I live in a palace, so the mansion's like, <laughs> whatever, but I really like the hut. Yeah. Because, like, imagine... <laughs> I don't know. We could have such a fun time, like, baking in the little kitchen, and we'll be able to see each other all the time, and I think that's really cute. I think that's nice. Also, because, like, the beach is very pretty, and you can see the sunrise and stuff. Right? And sure, the mansion's got a beachfront view, but through which windows? And I feel like the big beds and bedrooms are kind of stupid. It just seems lonely. There's only two of us. Exactly. So I think we should go with the hut. Iso and Toe, you will get the beachside hut. Next up, Dickie and Cal. All right. The most logical choice would be to choose the two-story mansion. I think I agree with you there. You will get the mansion. Very little discussion was needed. Next up, Leggy and Nil. Cabin, no question. I agree. Next up, it's Rubgi and Kamir. Oh, uh, okay, this kind of sucks. I don't want to go, like, piss not on the floor. It's on the floor. But it's also like, <laughs> it's only gonna be us and whoever else has it. So we'll all have to share that bathroom. But we do have to carry 
You know, like the little, the, the shower thing, like the little shower thing and you put all your shower gels in it in, and, and you carry it down. Yeah. Well, the dictionary definition of a caddy is... Oh, I was going to say caddy, but I was unsure because it sounds like a fake word. But you were the words, man. So I guess it's real. I guess we gotta pick the slightly nicer one. Yeah, it's not as shitty. Yeah, I don't want to sleep on the floor. I've done that on tour, it's not fun. Well, okay, that leaves Bass and Bloke with the one queen-sized bed in a shitty dorm room, and that gives the two twin-sized bed dorm room to Rubgi and Kamir. Are you telling me Bass and Bloke have to share a queen-sized bed? Bass is fully, like, <laughs> seven feet tall. Oh, no, Bass is absolutely going to bully Bloke into letting him have the bed. He's gonna break the bed the moment yeah, he, Yeah, he's like... gonna fully, like, break the bed. <laughs> I also, like, 100% want to see Dickie and Cal running a big-ass house. He's literally going to hate having a big house and having to deal with a big house by himself, but he's also going to be glad that he can use the space in the house to avoid Dickie. Yeah, that's true. Like, he can barely take care of himself in two square inches of space. Jimmy turns to you and says, Now, for the most important matter of the day, your killing assignments and the rules of the island. Everyone will be assigned one target today and assigned as a target to someone else. Your goal is to kill your target and to not get killed by whoever has you. Each day will also have a series of challenges like the ones we experienced today, during which you can rack up points. The scoreboard of point rankings will determine in what order contestants will be assigned extra targets, if necessary. Scoreboard points can also be exchanged for money to use at our armory or the VCS very cool store. Every time there is a kill, all remaining contestants will gather in a temporary zone of truce to watch a screening of the kill. Kills can be anonymous if accomplished relatively privately. A Jimmy hologram will go over the killing footage with you before the screening, and you may be able to request certain shots or a certain sequence. Each contestant will then be asked to rate how entertaining the kill was. If your ratings are high enough, you win a chance to be resurrected. If not, you get penalized and your target could even get resurrected. So, moral of the story, be sure to make those deaths spicy and fun. If you successfully kill someone, your next target will be whoever they had as theirs. Further details are based on a case-by-case -case scenario. Now, as time goes on, you might find your fellow competitors slipping up and spilling secrets. If you have an inkling about someone's target before they have killed them, you can summon me by saying, Hey, Jimmy, and officially guessing their target. If you guess correctly, they will get penalized. However, if you guess incorrectly three consecutive times, you get penalized. You can also only guess once per day. However, in case someone messes up big time and their target becomes common knowledge, the same guess is only valid for the first three people who guess it. Alright, now I've been throwing the term penalized around, so here's what that means. Your name will be assigned again to a different contestant. This means an extra person will be out to kill you. Even if you were penalized because someone guessed your target correctly, your target will not be changed. 
though it'll be much harder to kill them now since they know about you, so you'd better rack up some points on the scoreboard and hope to be assigned someone else as well. Now, rules about killing! You all will be allowed to start killing tonight at midnight. After that, killing anywhere and anytime, except under a zone of truce, is fair game. However, if you kill someone you aren't assigned to, they will be resurrected at midnight. You are not allowed to kill someone with the help of other players unless the other players don't directly hurt your target. For example, if you and a friend are fighting your target in an activity and you've both dealt them blows and then they die, that means nothing. However, if it's just you fighting your target in an activity and you kill them, that counts. That being said, your murder plan can sure involve the help of other people, just no other person can contribute to the injuring of your target. The target has to die by your hands or by objects, not people, controlled by you. There are limits on what direct action Jimmy holograms such as myself can take to help you kill a person. Usually none, except going to certain places at certain times, or turning blind eyes if requested. But generally, just ask, and I'll let you know if what you need is something I can do. Now I will be sharing your assignments. One by one, I will call your names. When your name is called, walk up and I'll sweetly whisper to you your assignment. And then one by one, he calls your names and you all go up. Um, he leans down or tiptoes up and whispers in your ear the name of your assignment. And then you walk back to where you were. You are allowed to kill beginning at midnight. Shops and establishments open at 8 a.m. tomorrow, except for the fun zone, which opens tonight at midnight. Now time for dinner. After you eat, you are free to go to your rooms. And you look around and you realize that the stands are gone, like the little food stands. Jimmy snaps his fingers and a lot of little Jimmy holograms appear and they start arranging the tables and the chairs that were here before until there's like three large round tables. They all line up and walk out. So there's a lot of Jimmy Juniors. So they all look the same. They're all just Jimmys. You can't tell which one's not a hologram? Well, well, the real Jimmy's not on this island. Oh, allegedly. Who's the main Jimmy who's, like, saying all the announcements? Main Jimmy is a Jimmy hologram. They're also all, like, bluish and kind of sparkly. And the main Jimmy wears, like, the outfit from when he was interviewing you all, which was the only time so far that you've seen, like, the real Jimmy. And he's wearing, like, this fancy, like, little suit. All of these little Jimmys are wearing, like, fancy little waiter outfits. Dickie goes and kind of, like, sits, like, the farthest away from people and just kind of chilling, and he, like, takes out his bag. Damn, that's what Cal was going to do. Uh, well, I guess I guess they're both doing it. <laughs> One of the um, Jimmys walks back in, and he's carrying a comically large tray with lots of little soups on it. He goes from the right to the left, let's say, and he gives everyone, like, a little bowl of soup. Like to roll a soup perception check. So Cal kind of, he's a fancy boy. He knows which one is the soup spoon and he uses that. Um, he puts it in and he lifts it to his lips and it tastes like cream of mushroom soup. What's in the soup? Leggy. You sip it and it tastes kind of like savory and vegetable-y, but that's all you really get. Toe's soup tastes kind of tomato-esque. This is like the soup zodiac. Like, are we doing soup astrology right now? Everybody's been assigned. Bill uh, literally, like, picks up the soup, slurps it back, one gulp, soup gone. Cal's taking his sweet time. I think at one point he kind of looks like he might try and say something, and then he just closes his mouth and continues eating the soup really awkwardly. Well, lads, have you consumed any uh, media recently that is of interest? I'm looking for some recommendations. It has been a couple of years since I've, you know, interacted with humans and... um. 
or not humans, just uh, people in general. So I would love to hear about what is happening in the world. Rubki just goes, no. Mill does not respond. I recently read a very interesting book about microeconomics. Oh, well, well tell me more. Um, what, uh, what about the economies? Are they small? No. Economy is pretty much the grandest thing ever. You understand that, right? Oh, um, sorry, I just have read so much about, you know, the universe. I didn't know that the economies were bigger than that. I'm not very well versed in my maths. Well, it's good of you to admit that. But still, you should really educate yourself if you're claiming to be an intellectual. I'm, I apologize dearly, sir. I did not mean to offend. And Cal just grumpily starts like scraping the bottom of his bowl. Like he's done with his soup, but he's going to continue to pretend eating so he doesn't have to talk anymore. Well, um, it is our first night on the island. I think we should all have a little get together and get to know each other. Maybe perhaps by a special screening of Lard, my favorite movie. Would I interest you tonight in a viewing of Lard? Uh, I don't know. That seems dangerous. Middle does not respond. <laughs> Literally just staring straight ahead. Done with the soup. Soup is on the table. Well, not like I have much of a choice. All right, meanwhile, at another table, Leggy, Toe, and Iso are sitting. A gal's table. Oh, dear lord, do not call it that. Sorry, I just thought it would be, you know, kind of fun. There's only like three of us on the island, yeah. so, you know, we should get to know each other and, you know, be friends. How are you girls doing? I guess. I'm doing good. I mean, I kind of want to get sleep tonight, but I'm a little intrigued by the fun zone. The fun zone, yeah, the fun zone sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have you, do you, do you guys know what that is? Nope. No, I mean, I like, think it should it's be fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jinx. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're soda. <laughs> but I, well, aren't you two, like, two peas in a pod? Well, I, well, you can be the third. Yeah. Some peas have three, if they're really weird ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Well, I I, I don't know pee anatomy that sure. well. Sure. I will maybe. join your little girl group. Oh my god, you make it sound like we're a band. Maybe we should start a band and oh. provide some entertainment in the fun zone. Does anyone play the drums? I can learn. Uh, do you play the drums? Sure. I play the drums. Now I do. I used to know like ukulele, but that was the extent of my skill. I also wasn't too good at it. I did sing. I was in um, my choir at my local Betsy church, but in my youth, I haven't done it in a hot second, so I don't know what it would be like, but... Yeah, I can play um, the bass clarinet if you want that in our band. Whoa, I didn't know there were even other clarinets that were not the normal clarinet. Yeah, there are. I'm, I can. It's big, and it's low, and it goes like... Oh. Wow. You gotta need a lot of breath support for that thing. Yeah, I mean, I've got some good lungs. Um, they're pretty good. And then we go to our third table, where Bass, Kamir, and Bloke are sitting. Bloke is, like, kind of, like, serving his soup down. Yeah, he looks pretty content. But he also, like, his leg is bouncing like crazy. Oh, no. I'd say Bass probably drinks his soup in one shot, just the whole thing, uh, and then turns to Kamir and says, like, so eyes, huh? Kamir has just been, like, eyeing oh. his soup um, the whole time, very obviously, like, trying to make it clear that he doesn't like soup. Hey, why aren't you eating your soup? 
So um, that's that's a fun story, you know. I um, I just like had the taste for it one day, and then a ton of my fans, you know, my adoring fans, uh-huh. just brought me a bunch of soup because they heard that oh. they liked like Campbell's chunky chicken jambalaya soup. Oh. I mean, and then Bloke looks over, and your soup is indeed Campbell's chunky chicken jambalaya soup. I mean, that's that's really unfortunate. I'm, yeah. I mean, I I just finished my soup. If I hadn't, I would have asked to trade because I've actually never had Campbell's chunky chicken jambalaya soup. But if um, you're not going to eat it, I will. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm so kind, and um, I like if y'all want it, you can. It's my act of service for the day. Um, y'all, y'all can uh, have my soup. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, Bloke takes some one tiny spoonful, kind of tastes it, and it's like, Mmm, chicken and chunky. I guess Bass will eat the rest, unless Bloke has objections to that. No, Bloke just wants one spoonful. Okay, a single, a single jam of the jambalaya. Three jimmies walk in, let's say, and they all have trays. One of the jimmies is a little bit ahead of the other ones, and you see them walk in with their trays, and then they stop a little, and then... The one in the front asks, Is anyone vegan or vegetarian or has any other? Oh, yeah. No, he's not vegan or vegetarian. I was just saying, if you had the moral objections, I assume you would not be participating in the uh, murder game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, what a surprise. The show about murder. Like, no one here is vegan. Against the harming of animals for the harming of people. Just yell out, Hey, Jimmy, if you're not a fan of steak, I know I'm not. And then they give everyone, like, a nice, juicy steak. Hey, Daddy, uh, this is not about the steak, but you mentioned um, a juice box. Oh, yes. All three Jimmys kind of clasp their hands together um, like a high five between three people. And as they slowly move their hands away, a juice box materializes and falls to the floor. The first Jimmy picks it up and hands it to you. It's apple juice. Kamir is pretty happy. Um, he, well, actually, he's like ecstatic. He's like, yes, food I like. Are you not scared of any of that getting in your eyes or? Uh, quite honestly, like the knife is a little more, a little more dangerous. That's why you have so many backups, right? Just in case there's any mishaps, you have two or three hundred. Exactly. Like, yeah, if you, if you hurt one of them. They're good for yeah. a while. I imagine that's why there's so many of us, yeah? <laughs> I think Leggy disregards all of the uh, utensils given to her. I think she just starts tearing off pieces of steak and putting them in her mouth, like with her bare hands, just showing the feat of strength it takes to tear apart this steak with her hands. Wow, you're so strong. Thank you, love. I know. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. At that moment, let's say one Jimmy appears, and he has a tray full of little cheesecakes. And he's going to give a little cheesecake to everyone. The tree does really well. Dickie, Dickie goes, hey, hey, Jimmy. Yes. Um, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, understood. And then he snaps his fingers. I don't know why he snapped his fingers, because then he takes the cake away, like with his hand. Another Jimmy comes rushing in, and he hands something to you. It is a bowl with water inside it, and inside it is one green apple. That's what you get for being lactose Lame. Um, thank you, sir. No problem. Happy dining! I don't know, I'm debating now, because I was, I was actually 
going to make Pal lactose intolerant. I feel like that's an important character trait. Well, we can get another apple and water for you. Oh, I don't think he's going to say anything. I think he's just going to suffer. Well, how's, how's the cheesecake? It's wonderful. G- good to hear. I'm sorry to see that you are missing out. I truly, um, truly am okay. I enjoy apples and all its delicious crisp and wateriness. Um, how about you, Nil? Or how's, how's the cheese and the cake? No, not eating the cheesecake. Just like oh. sitting there. It just kind of pushes it away. Doesn't eat it. Well, well what is up with the, the cheesecake? Is there anything wrong? Do maybe you can summon no Jimmy? I just don't like dessert. Interesting. Not a sweet tooth person, creature. Not a sweet tooth. You're not a sweet tooth. <laughs> Neil just let just let Dicky like <laughs> dig himself a grave. <laughs> just kind of nod. Cal <laughs> asks, "What's the definition of a sweet tooth?" Oh, well, um, uh, that depends on what you're talking about. Of course, you have the anatomical sweet tooth, where the tooth is in itself sweet. And these can be candied tooth. These can be um, teeth in your mouth that just happen to have a nice sugary taste. Some people are lucky enough to be born with a sweet tooth. But then you have the person who has a sweet tooth. And in that case, they don't necessarily have a tooth that is sweet in their mouth. And instead, they just really love sugar. I don't, yes, that's what I've learned from my years of studying uh, sweet teeth. Meanwhile, at the girls' table, they're also just chowing down on the cheesecake. Man, they're really treating us well for, like, our first night here. It's a little concerning. Well, Seems like they're, like, fattening us up or something. Well, just with this little slice of cheesecake. I mean, they gave us soup and, like, full-ass steak. True, but did you see... What's his name? Bass? Did you see what he ate at lunch? That's, like, thrice the amount of meals. I mean, the man's large, so... The man is large, yeah, but... I don't know, I still... I don't really trust this place a lot, you know? I trust it wholeheartedly. Well, yeah, Cho, we, we know who your daddy is. I think, hey, not, um... I think that this cheesecake is amazing. I'm so sorry. I think that no the offense. cheesecake is great. Um, and I love my daddy. That's it. How do you know which one he is? He's not any of them. They're all holograms. Yeah, they're all blue. I'm red. You can't really get... <laughs> red. I mean, sorry, red and blue. Yes, colors. Meanwhile, at the other table, um, Bloke and Bass finish their cheesecakes, and Bloke kind of sees that Bass is done, and he's like, okay, I mean, Jimmy said that we could head out after, so, uh... And then he looks over at Kamir and says, wait, you're also in one of the dorms, right? Yeah, I am, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm guessing they're all in the same place. Uh, who's your roommate? Uh, Ruby. Do you, do you want to like call him over and we can head out? Or? Yeah, sure. I like I think I like that. Gotta gotta walk off the cheesecake, you know. So I guess Camir just calls him Camir. <laughs> oh, are you are you saying your name again? I, I do remember your name. Not not this time, but but you should come on, come walk with us. And at that moment, a little hologram arrow appears above your heads and kind of points outwards. The cafeteria is in fact right next to the dorms and the arrow at first does kind of encourage you to go through a door at the side of the cafeteria 
but you don't. You leave the cafeteria building and you kind of walk around the whole building following the arrow. It's all in like a large clearing until you get to the dorms. And then it clearly says dorms on it. So you assume this is the place. It's like a sad little concrete kind of building. And you enter and what you see is like small space with some sort of like little primitive kitchen um, in the corner and there is a staircase and an elevator. Well, Ruby's gonna be like, oh, I wanna try the elevator. I feel like that's fun. That's that's fresh. I feel like Kinnear is a little hesitant about the elevator, but he's he's not a leader. He's definitely a follower. So he kind of just follows Ruby into the elevator. And Bloke is like, oh yeah, sure. Um, elevators are fun. And they go in and Bass is like very large. So it's kind of rough. Three little buttons on it. There's two, one, and basement. And then the two, one, like the little arrow kind of follows you into the elevator and starts pointing at the two. And then Bloke pushes it. So there's like some gentle, jazzy elevator music. But it's only there for a split second before you kind of feel like the elevator creak to a stop and the door slowly opens. You enter the second floor and it's another small hallway with... One door on either side. Um, the words Bass and Bloke appear in midair, pointing to the door on the right, and the words Rubki and Kamir appear in midair, pointing to the door on the left. Uh, he opens the door on the left. <laughs> Rubki's like, oh, n- no, I think I think you're over there. Um, and then Bloke's like, yeah, no, no, you're over here. You're over here. This, it's the other one. Um, and then the hologram arrow kind of expands until it's a flat disc. And then four little key cards drop out of it. One for each person. And Rubki swiftly grabs it and it's like, nice. And then he swipes it on the little keypad and goes in. What Rubki and Kamir sees is a kind of like dorm area with two beds and a wooden desk with some drawers and a window, but with like those shitty toilet paper roll-esque shades that you have to pull down with both your hands. The the shades are rolled up, so you would have to pull it down if you want privacy. And there is also a closet. And there is a little piece of paper sitting on the bed, and all of your luggage is in, like, a corner. So Kamir picks up the little piece of paper. It reads, Breakfast opens at 6 a.m. and ends at 10 a.m. Tomorrow will be free time for you to explore the island. Yell out, hey, Jimmy, anytime for assistance. A map is attached to the note. If you kind of flip it around, there's, like, a little map on the back. Hey, hey, bud, how are you, how are you feeling about this whole thing? Um, you know... They just fed Ooh. us really well, and now they say we have free time? It seems a little suspicious. Yeah, but also there's a place called the Fun Zone. Yeah. That does sound pretty cool. I mean, also, we could just sleep. There's nowhere open, but, like, whatever you want to do. When um, when does the Fun Zone open again? He said it opened at midnight. Right now, it's, let's say it's about, like, 10.30 p.m. But I'm definitely going to unpack first, I think. And then you look over and he has a whole bunch of like glass blowing shit and also like a little skateboard. Wow, that's that's really cool. Um, Yeah, I got to unpack all of my clothes, too, and all my equipment. But um, Ooh, what equipment? Oh, I got I got my schwam and, and my my base schwam <gasps> and my center schwam. Whoa. And um, you know, a drum set. So you can play around with that if you want. I, I Whoa, yeah. Moms, but like you can play with the drum set if you'd like. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God. 
I want to hear what a schwamm sounds like. I feel like it's it's pretty cool. Um, I've never heard. Oh wait, I have. I've heard some like TikTok audios with schwamms, but you know, like the thing with that is like it's the little ticks kind of mimicking the schwamm noise, so it's not exactly what I I would guess what a real schwamm sounds like. But I think it would be nice to hear one. A real schwamm is deeper and more melodious and fuller, mm. but um. But I, but the TikTok, the TikTok one is pretty good. Um, it's definitely yeah, they do surprisingly well. The ticks, the ticks, yeah. yeah. It's been a really good platform to raise awareness about schwams. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely used a schwam audio with you. I feel like schwam glass blowing goes hand in hand. Both are long objects that you kind of blow into. I will do do what I can to teach you how to appreciate the schwam. Again, you can't touch my schwams, but okay. Understood. Puts like both hands up. It's like no schwam touching here. So, so what are your plans for the night? I think I'm gonna just chill for a uh, bit. Maybe go around, check yeah. out the fun zone. I think oh. after I pack up, maybe maybe take a little nap and then and then head to the fun zone. You're welcome to come with me if you'd like. Um, yeah, sure. You're definitely the coolest person on this island. Don't oh, know how much other people I can trust, but I do like you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say I want to take a little nap, but I don't know if I have time. The glass blowing stuff is very delicate. I've got to unpack each from its little, like, bubble wrap first and then kind of arrange it. I'll, I'll look at this closet space. I don't know if it's got, like, what it takes to be a true glass blowing kit holder space, but I'll try my best. Yeah, this de room definitely is so, a lot smaller than what I was hoping for. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be hard, you know. Um, it's gonna be a struggle to to live here. I don't want to get locked out. That's, oh, true. That is true. Imagine, imagine walking downstairs to go piss, but then you leave your key card in your room. But I think I would be able to like, hey, Jimmy. I feel like they wouldn't be like, ha ha, loser. Like, and Jimmy appears and he's like, ha ha, loser. You forgot your key card, bitch. I don't think he would do that, but. See, I might. Hmm. They spend the time before midnight unpacking and doing, yeah, and then Kamir takes a little nap. So the same thing kind of happens for you all. Like the key, the key cards drop on and Bloke opens the door and walks in. And it looks kind of similar to the other one, except there's a queen size bed instead of two smaller beds. And it's, you haven't seen the other one, but it's like mirrored to the other one. And somehow the toilet paper roll-esque shades are a little shittier on this one. Like, they're already kind of sideways. Let's say Bloke goes to see, like, the note on the bed. He's like, Oh, okay, I think this is from Jimmy. It says, Please don't let Bloke Manson sleep on the floor. He has back issues. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It says, This bed can only hold up to 150 pounds. Are you sure? Nah, I'm just messing with you. It says, Breakfast opens at 6 a.m. and ends at 10 a.m. Tomorrow will be free time for you to explore the island. Yell, hey, Jimmy, anytime for assistance. And a map is attached to the note. And after he reads it, he hands the map to Bass. Can you read it? No. Do you want help? Well, it is a picture. I mean, like, it is a picture, but there's, like, little things on it. I mean... And then Bloke walks over 
Yeah, he has to like, I'm assuming like you're holding it at like high level or something. So he, he kind of has to, he tiptoes, it doesn't work out. He jumps onto the bed, stands on the bed and looks at it. And then he points at each thing and he's like, okay, um, this is like where we are right now. It says dorms. Um, that's the cafeteria. We were just there. This one says Southwoods right here, and there's an amphitheater and armory right next to it, and that's the fun zone in the pink. And then there's a mansion, and then there's- And he just starts listing all of the things on the image. Okay, thank you. No problem. The fun zone? The fun zone. It's pink on here. Pink is a fun color. Mm Mm-hmm, pink's the best one out of these. I don't know if I'll check it out, though. I'm kind of tired, you know? I might check it out later tonight. I have I have a very specific evening routine. Ooh. So I, I usually go on a run at night, so oh. I might drop by the fun zone. Ah, yeah. Have a gander. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I might... I kind of want to, like, walk around, too, and see what's up, and then maybe go to the fun zone and take a look. This is a large island. I never realized how big this was until now, but I'm also kind of scared. But also, that's that's good. That's fine. Do you, do you want to go at midnight? Oh, no, no. I think I'm going to go before midnight because midnight's when the killing starts. So I don't think I want to be out and about for that. But I'll probably just look at the fun zone, even though it will be closed. But I'll just, like, take a look to see what it is. And then, I don't know, I'll just come back here and unpack, I guess. Well... Jimmy said that the fun zone wouldn't be open until midnight. Although, once you get back here, you should be safe, because I couldn't get into the other room. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because we have the little key cards, so I might just unpack and sleep a little after midnight. But good luck, Betsy Speed, stay safe. Bloke kind of heads out in a bit, and he unpacks a little, and then he heads out to go stroll. And then Bass, I'm assuming, is just, like, unpacking. He is definitely decorating the room himself like with his weird workout posters on the walls and it says like stop complaining and do something over the windows he he doesn't have much of a interior design sense he has left like a two by four foot quadrilateral on one of the walls for blokes stuff that's fine i don't have a lot of stuff i'm a small man um interesting posters you've got here uh Stop complaining and do something? That That's... That's my motto. Oh, it's your family motto? Yep. Oh, okay. I'll stop complaining. I'll do something. And that something is unpack and sleep. That's the spirit. Let's say back at the cafeteria, Dickie kind of pokes around at his apple. And then after a while, he's just sitting there and Cal sitting there with his untouched cheesecake. Oh, no, no, no. Cal eats his cheesecake. He just doesn't look happy about oh, it. Oh, he eats his cheesecake, but painfully. Okay. Very begrudgingly. Well, about that screening of lard, do you want to go? I need everybody to understand that I did, in fact, receive a D&D Beyond message from Minnie. Hello, sir. This is a formal invitation from yours truly, Dickie Thimbleton, to watch lard tonight. Please respond as soon as possible. See you soon, Dickie. And I have been on WikiHow for the past, like, 20 minutes trying to write a business email in reply. From Calzone at tonprince.ude. To dickthem at hardvar.ude. Carbon copy. Hey, Jimmy. Subject. Media screening meeting. 8, 9 at 8 p.m. 
Dear Mr. Thimbleton, I, Calzone, thank you for your cordial invitation to a screening of the media lard. I would be amenable to reviewing this media with you today, 8, 9, and 8 p.m. This would occur in our place of residence. While I cannot provide the media nor any supplemental sustenance, I can offer to set up the technology with which we will be viewing the media. Please make note of the date, time, and location which I have provided below. Meeting date, today, the 9th of August, the year 2020, Common Era. Meeting time, 8 o'clock p.m., Kentucky Standard Time. Meeting location, our residence. Please ensure that you have the media prepared for review. Do not send any replacement snakes. Thank you for your time. Calzone, student of business at the Tom Prince School of Business Tree, Second College, Tom Prince University Class of 2023. Phone, 1-287-463-7737. Email calzone at You exit the cafeteria, and the cafeteria is kind of in this large grassy clearing, and you can see the arrow is pointing to a pretty wide path that leads into another grassy clearing and beyond that you can kind of see the ocean so it's a pretty straight shot from here to like your mansion only straight thing that cow will ever do you kind of see it from afar it's pretty clear it's huge you can see several like little balconies and things jutting out it's weird modern architecture it's facing the beach so you have to curve around it to kind of walk in and you walk in through the grand doors and into a beautiful foyer with a little fountain of water and and like a jimmy statue in like the fountain (laughs) okay let's be clear is it like like there's like little baby cupid statues where he's like holding a pot and he's like poised on one leg yes it's that but like he's in his full like host man outfit he's it's like a man in the suit doing that yeah um cal looks slightly relieved that he's not going to have to be staring at a uh a bust of of um just unclothed Jimmy. The foyer kind of opens up into a large living room and a dining room with a spiraling staircase dividing the two. And there is a giant and absolutely massive U-cube on the wall. It's as big as like a queen-sized bed, let's, let's say. And right now the etchings on it are shifting and dancing about to show like a pretty standard kind of welcome message with um, soothing footage of the beach in the background. Is it live footage of the beach right outside the windows? No, it's not. It's the beach during daytime. Oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. And there's three, but you, there are huge glass windows like behind you because you just walked in that show the beach right now. All right. And then there's like two doors at the far end of the space you can see. I think Dickie's going to go. I think Cal's going to go up the stairs. Okay. So the second floor opens into another living space that kind of juts out and looks over the first floor. And there are two doors on the far side of the space and hologram letters appear. One says Dickie and one says Cal. If I were playing a more fun character, I'd definitely, like, try to swap the names around. Cal goes into the little Cal one, and it's a bedroom draped in jewel-toned fabrics. Let's say for Cal, they're more of, like, an emerald kind of jewel tone. And, indeed, there is a huge Alaskan king-sized bed in this room, and it takes up most of the room. And one of the walls of the bedroom is completely made out of glass. Um, like no paneling as far as you can see and you can outside you can see the beach the ocean and a night sky dotted with stars it's very beautiful but the lights are currently on so you can also see your like reflection and the reflection of the room there's an open door in like in the far end of this room that leads to a bathroom and you can kind of see in it that it's like marble and very nice is it a shared bathroom i guess cal just like kind of pokes his head in 
it's it's just one bathroom it's for the one bathroom yeah. okay he just seems kind bathroom. of relieved about dickie's room looks like exactly the same except i'll say the fabrics are leaning more towards like purples and burgundies than greens and blues um but yeah, there's also like a bathroom at the end, but it's a different bathroom. On top of the Alaskan king-sized bed in each room, this is the same for both. Um, I cannot stress how fucking comically small this is. The arrow kind of zooms above your heads and points at it, and it's a little paper note. It's it's very small and plopped in a sea of like cushiony mattress goodness. Um, can I read the note? You painfully clamber onto the Alaskan king-sized bed <laughs> but you kind of like bump your leg in the process and it hurts a little you um and then you <laughs> reach for the note take any damage for that no you don't take any damage it just smarts um you read the note and it reads breakfast opens at 6 a.m and ends at 10 a.m tomorrow will be free time for you to explore the island yell out hey jimmy um for assistance and then it's also the same thing with like a map on the back i'll get a 22 he fucking takes a little, he does a little cartwheel, a little roll onto the bed and like with one hand snatches it and he feels really good about himself then remembers no one really saw him except for the cameras. Maybe the audience saw it. Um, and then he, in one fluid motion, he lifts the note up to his eyes and he reads out the same message. For wow. I can't imagine this man being elegant. And Dickie, after reading that, goes and knocks on Cal's door and goes, chum, pal, hello. It's me, Dicky. Kyle looks like he's deliberating for a second, and he goes, "Did you also receive a note on your bed?" Um, Dicky says, "Yes, I I did, but can can you open the door, please?" Is Kyle gonna have to make another acrobatics check to get off the bed? No, let's just use the same twenty-two. Right, I'm I'm chill with that. He glides off it like a seal, um, and then goes <laughs> and opens the door. <laughs> he's holding the note in his hand. He did he did not leave it in the center of the bed. Can we compare notes? Yes, once the door is open, you still haven't opened the door. I thought Elliot, I thought Elliot narrated for me. All right, fine. Cal opens the door. <laughs> They've been having this conversation through the door. Um, yes, well, here's my note, and he hands him his note. And Cal takes it and starts combing through both of them, trying to see if there are any differences. And he kind of sighs and hands it back to Dickie, and he tucks the own note, his own note in his, in his pocket. Well, it seems like um, we have a little bit of time before midnight. Do you want to go and talk to other people, or is it loud time? I believe that I communicated to you that we would be watching Lard at 8 p.m. He checks his, his watch. Does he have a watch? Is he allowed to have a watch? Yeah, he has a watch. All right, he checks his watch. He checks his watch, and uh, he asks, how long is the media well uh it depends on what version you watch because you have the back-to-back lard lard 2 special if you would be interested <laughs> but if you were to watch the hit film just lard it would take approximately one hour and 36 minutes so he looks a little disbelieving that you just know all of this off of the top of your head and then he says well, all right. We might as well start it sooner rather than later. Never let it be said that I don't show up to my meetings early. <laughs> he, he runs down the stairs very, like skipping down the stairs almost. Um, it's really incredible how he does it. And he goes to the YouTube and is trying to find like a remote somewhere. 
And he's like, oh, cow. Cal comes downstairs a little bit more slowly, and he sees Dicky struggling, and he goes, what seems to be the problem? I can't seem to find the remote. Can you help Cal out? She sees several places that could possibly house a remote, but none of them do. Um, we can just watch on my phone. Do you have it downloaded on your phone? Of course, Dicky does have large download. It's the only thing he has downloaded on his phone. And Dicky goes, come on, come on, good friend, snuggle up. Let's, go, let's get cozy so we can watch log together. Al sits so stiffly on the couch, <laughs> even though they're both watching on this little phone. And he just, he's sitting like ramrod straight. He's, he's, he's trying very, very hard to like maintain his posture on what I'm sure is like a very nice, comfortable couch to like, lounge in but he is he's sitting up completely straight and he looks incredibly uncomfortable let's say they just watch large uncomfortably on dickie's i'm guessing it's outdated and tiny phone and let's go to um nil and leggy hey we're gonna we're gonna go find our living living space yep and then the arrow appears the cafeteria again is in this like grassy clearing and you kind of walk around the whole clearing, looking at the different roads leading off of it before realizing that like the one closest to the cafeteria was one that um, the arrow was kind of trying to guide you to. And then you walk down that road and you come upon this little round clearing that's way smaller than the one you just left. And you see this like completely wooden cabin and it's got like a nice little terrace out front and you walk up like a flight of little rickety stairs and enter into the house. And what you see is like a wide living room that's mostly empty except for a couple of tables and let's say maybe a sofa. And there's a set of sturdy looking stairs there. And the arrow is pointing for you to walk up. Uh, like you walks up the stairs. Upstairs, it's a hallway with an open door on either end. Um, and the open doors reveal bedrooms you can t- you can see like a peak of like a bunk bed in each room, and there's a third door kind of in the middle that leads to a bathroom. It's obviously meant for more people than just two people, but it's like got a line of maybe three sinks and some stalls and showers. This is nice, I guess. It's like a little camp space. What do you want to do? Do you want one of the rooms? Yes, I'll take one of the rooms. I just go to you know whoever's the closest. Kind of sit down. And you go to the one on the right and you enter and it's kind of like um, the bunk bed is on one side of the wall and then there's like a little dresser and a table and like a little bedside and little table thing. And on the lower bunk, this there's a slip of paper and it says the same thing that the other ones have said, like a little message about breakfast and a map on the back. This is nice. This is helpful. Um, What time is it? It is around 10.30. Okay, I may or may not have made some promises to some people to uh, spend some of the night doing some stuff. Hey, girly pop. It's me, your favorite princess of Kentucky, Toe. I saw and I have some cute arts and crafts items back at the beachside hut, and we were wondering if you wanted to join us in making friendship bracelets. Let me know. XOXO, Tempest, Toe, Fronto. So, Neil, um, do you know what one brings to a girl's night? I have no idea. Okay, neither do I. I've never done this before. Um, I'm gonna say 
I bring myself. I don't know. Do I need a housewarming gift? I don't know what that is. Weapons, probably. Can I make weapons? You think I should bring them weapons? Yes. Like to fight them? Just in case. Sure. I will pocket my... None of these weapons are easy to pocket. My battle axe. Put that in a pocket you can't see. Um. Um. Okay. Uh. We will talk later. Okay. Okay. I'll be back before midnight. I head off. Okay. And I take the map with me so I can figure out where this. Let's say they're at like the little hut. Um. So Izo has just finished up her little cheesecake. And she's like, mm, that was great. Do you want to go look at the hut? I'm really excited. Yeah, let's go. Cool. And then there's a little arrow. And let's say Iso leads. She makes a beeline towards the closest kind of beach area she sees, which is like actually very accurate. And um, you, you pass by like a little lagoon and then you walk a little further on the sand until you see your hut. So the hut is pretty beautiful. It's built like a small cottage, kind of. It's painted with vivid, you're guessing it's pinks and purples, but it's nighttime and like the light's kind of weird. But, and it's decorated with seashells and you enter and you find a little living room area with a small round dining table and a kitchen beyond which you find a door and Isaac's gonna open the door and it is a bedroom with two twin beds, a dresser and nightstands. On the right side of the bedroom, there is a door, it's open and you can see it's a little bathroom inside. And there's like these colorful knitted blankets kind of thrown over each bed and on top of each one sits a little piece of paper. Oh, this is really cute. Iso, I invited Leggy to a girl's night. I did promise that there would be friendship bracelets. I wasn't Ooh. sure. If there would be, like, you know, string or anything Uh to make the bracelets. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we could look for some? Yeah, we can look. Ooh. You could also ask your dad hologram if we don't find any, but this looks like the kind of place that would have string just lying around out of any of the places on the island. Maybe in the living room? Maybe in the little drawers or something? Okay, how about you check the drawers in the kitchen and I'll check the living room. Okay, cool. Iso investigates the kitchen. She combs throughout, but she can't find any, like, string string. She does find, like, a thick kind of rope under the sink. But other than that, and she's like, Uh, there's not much here. There's, like, some rope that we could dissect and make into string, but nothing fun. And Togo's... I'll go check in the living room real quick. You go into the living room. It has like a little kind of thing with drawers in it. And then inside there's like little information packets and things. There's like a flashlight or two. There's some candles. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. And then at the very bottom drawer, there's a little like sewing kit. And inside you find a lot of like thread. And there are like a couple of spools, like a thicker kind of thread string like stuff. Okay. And Toe takes the embroidery materials and goes to Iso and goes, I guess these are good for like making friendship bracelets, but maybe we can just embroider things. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, true. Yeah. 
I love embroidery. There is a lot of fabric around here. We could do a little decorating. That would be so yeah. cool. Okay, I'm so excited for when Leggy gets here. Ooh, so what What time frame is this? Because the killing starts at midnight. Yeah, well, she said she would be here before midnight and she would leave mm-hmm. also before midnight. So it'll be fine. Okay, that's good. What are your post-midnight plans? I don't know. Maybe one in the fun zone? I don't know if that's too dangerous. Yeah. I have no gauge on if other people are going or not. Everyone could just be staying safe, but we'll see. We could also just take a look and leave if there's too many people. But yeah. Okay, so Leggy, at this point, I'm saying you kind of find your way to the beach, and then you clearly see the little hut silhouetted against the sky. And then... Um, okay, so I walk up to the hut, and I knock on the door. Ooh, I guess that's her. And Toe goes and opens the door, and she goes, Hi, Leggy! And um, throws her arms wide in for a hug. Leggy hugs her back kind of uncomfortably. Okay, did Leggy end up bringing her battle axe, but, like, uncomfortably in one pocket? (laughs) I think so. Maybe it's, like, in her, like, pants, so you can't, like, see it. Like, in her boot. Ouch, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, like Alex Russo in in her wand. Well, how's your unpacking been? I have not started. I actually just kind of like yeah. dropped my stuff off. Okay, cool. Kind yeah. of left Neil alone in the in the cabin. I kind of feel bad, but I don't know. I don't think that. Yeah, they're more of an introvert. At least they seem so. You know. Yeah. No, they definitely are. Um. So I don't think they'll mind. Um. But I I came over here. It was getting kind of late, so I figured we would get started on this. On this braceleting. Let's get down, get down to bracelet business. <laughs> um, wow, God, wish Cal were here. <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, business. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, we couldn't really find like the perfect string for friendship bracelets, so we thought we we're gonna embroider. Are you any good with a needle? Sure. I I've never I've never done this kind of arts and crafts what are we embroidering well i was just thinking like little flowers maybe on like um i don't know maybe oh oh on the pillows that'll be so <gasps> nice oh my I'm god i'm gonna take my pillow and do little flowers on the edges oh god we could Ooh, put like yeah. on. live laugh love oh my god we could give them to people live laugh love mm-hmm. i think we should do that I'll embroider that on my pillow. Sure. And then we can, oh my God, if we have time, we can Ooh. make some for other ones. Like, oh, a lard is the word pillow for Dickie. I think he would oh, love that. Oh, true. Uh, oh my God. We're going to have so many friends. This is so fun. Okay. Can I take one of the pillows? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Until I hands her a pillow. Okay. I grab one of the pillows. Cool. Um, Isa also takes one and she indeed starts <laughs> sewing live, laugh, love into hers. Toe is trying to do a beautiful, like, leaf cascading like vines and flower okay. motif little thing nice is very impressed leggy is embroidering the saying life is what you make of it so don't fuck it up okay. on a pillow okay um so you get some of the words but i think you give up after like the first kind of half of the sentence because you're like you're trying to do it in cursive but then it ends up just like you, you started the writing off too small, so it ends up kind of being hard to read. Like, it clumps together a little. And I, so and Toe, really try to guide you through it. But at one point, it, you also put too little thread on it. So the thread kind of runs out right there, and you have to, like, tie a little knot right after... What was the saying again? Life's what you make of it, so don't fuck it up. 
Um, life's what you make, and it ends. Life's what you make, and then there's a few threads, and it just says fuck. <laughs> I think she. I think she finishes the fuck. I think definitely she was trying to go for the fuck in like a different font. Big red font. So she did like the fuck first in a different big red letters. So it says life's what you make, fuck, and that's it. I mean, I mean, it, it, it could be a sentence. There's. Yeah, maybe you added a comma right there. Yeah, think, maybe yeah. an exclamation point. Like, life's what you make. Wait, Fuck. It's like, it's really what you make. You guys are too kind. It's sure. really I mean, good. I think for, yeah, for a yeah, beginner, I, I love, yeah. it's really great. Thank you. I really, I'm really not good at this. I'm sorry. I've never done a girl's night before. It's okay. We can have so many on the island now. Yeah, I haven't done too many girls' nights either, so... Yeah, well, there aren't really that many people in the in the palace that I can talk to. So this has been really fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and I'll say by now it's like 1130. Yeah, um, I should probably be getting home. I don't want to be out on the street at midnight, you know? Yeah, uh, understandable. Yeah. Are you... Do you have any plans for tonight or are you going to the fun zone or going around or just Are you guys going to go to the fun zone? I don't really know. Is that like something we should be doing? We're going to take a peek. Okay. But I yeah, I I I can't say I'm scared, but because I doubt anything's going to happen on the first night, but I'm interested to go take a look. Yeah, I'll go home. I'll see what Neil wants to do mm-hmm. and maybe you'll see us there. That makes sense. Good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This has been fun. Okay, cool. So Leggy walks back, so you find your way back pretty easily. Um, hey, Neil. Hello. What you been doing? Neil has been, like, preparing spells. So Neil's just going to be, like, getting ready. Neil's oh. just been, like, strategizing, thinking. You're, um, really, you're really getting ready for this. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's now midnight. That means we can now, like, fight or whatever. Are you going to the fun zone? Do you want to go? Yes. Then I will go. I don't know. I, I'm i not really planning on killing anyone tonight, but, like, I don't know. Maybe we could spar and, like, practice? Yes. Sounds like a good idea. It sounds like fun. Okay. Um, yeah, do you want to go over? Yes, let's go. Okay, so uh, they leave, and they bring their map. And then you reach the fun zone. So what you see is this huge, opulent set of gates that have these blinking letters um, that line the top and read the fun zone. And then you enter, and you find this kind of huge fairground. Um, It's a kind of open space lined with a couple of carnival games, a Ferris wheel, a carousel, and a long roller coaster that reads Boston for Coastin in this like totally radical font down the side. Um, and there's a hologram Jimmy manning each station in fun little uniforms. And the Jimmys manning the rides sit in these little glass booths that are kind of next to each ride. The fun zone is also on this like funky little peninsula jutting out from the rest of the island. So beyond the rides and the uh, little games that dot the edge of the fun zone you can see like beach and then ocean but um the games are kind of very crowded around the central open space that you are in and you are the first ones here so the central space is kind of empty uh there is an assortment of carnival games um there's a cotton candy machine a pretzel stand yeah okay um 
Nail, what, what do you want to do? I think I just gotta like want to wait. So I think let's just see who else comes. Oh, you're waiting for someone to fight? Something like that. Yes. Okay. What do you have prepared? Well, I have my spells that I know prepared just in case anything happens. You think someone's going to attack you? And I think it would be, I think it would be best if we were able to keep an eye on everyone. That's true. That's true. Do you want to go somewhere like we're private so that like people can't see us? Yeah, can we try and actually get, like, a vantage point? Like, is there anywhere in the fun zone that we could go that would be, like, a good spot where, like, we could, like, see other people? The highest points on the fun zone are, like, there's obviously, like, the roller coaster, which is already, it's moving around on its own, even though there's not, like, people in it. But, like, it reaches some high points. Um, And then there is the Ferris wheel. Do you want to go on the Ferris wheel? That doesn't seem like a good spot. Yeah, I don't think we should... I, I don't think we should go on any rides because then we'll be trapped. Do you want to, are there like, are there like games by the gate? There are. Oh yeah. There's, um, let's say the, what is the roller coaster that's designed to kill you? It was a thought experiment. They didn't actually build it, but it was a roller coaster. The euthanasia coaster. <laughs> the one that I thought of was the one that kind of like, do you know the one, it's like a Mickey mouse and like his dick is out and then like two. A Mickey's dick smash. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the roller coaster. <laughs> um, what was it? There, yeah. There's um, the games closest to the gates. One of them is a ring toss, and the other is actually like a pretzel cart. For a place called a fun zone on an island of murder, I was expecting more murder spaces. Let's pretend to play a game so that when other people come in, we seem preoccupied, but we can. Keep an eye on everyone else. Sure. Okay, so Nils going to go over to the ring okay. toss and start ring tossing. Um, yeah, there's a hologram, Jimmy, who's like, um, hello, want to toss some rings? You can win tokens to spend at the cotton candy carts or the pretzel little cart there or anywhere else that has food and fun prizes. You can also collect tokens to collect some stuffed animals for a friend or a significant other or just for you. Sometimes it gets lonely. You just start tossing, let's say. And then let's go to... I think it was like come here and Rupee. Um, Rupee's like, oh, it's like midnight. Do you wanna do you wanna go look at the the fun zone? Yeah, why not? It should be fun. Yeah, it's the the fun zone, of course. It's in the name. Yeah, let's Mad. let's just not die. Yeah, it'd be preferable. Um, I mean, I got my spells, and I I actually know how to fight now, unlike the first time. Oh. So might might help me a little bit there. Um. Yeah, I can fight. Um, I got. I think I got a little hatchet. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna bring my weapons. I mean, it's a murder. Okay. I also have no clue what the fun zone is. So who knows? It might be fun, but bring bring your own fun things. If it's not fun, I might just bring come back and do some glass blowing. The glass always okay. looks beautiful against the night sky. We can we can put on a movie and do some glass blowing yeah. afterwards. I think that yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's say that Rookie walks in circles around your dorm. Um, you you did there, bud. Like no, uh, no, get, I, get I'm reading this map. I, I think this is the right way. I I don't I didn't expect the island to be this big, but I think I think we're almost there. Un- unless you want to take a look at it. 
Um, yeah, I think I think I'll I'll take a look at like look at it right there. Okay, you do have more eyes than me. Um, and then he hands it over, and you <laughs> drag Rubgi out of just walking in circles around the dormant cafeteria, and you lead him through the clearing onto the beach, and then to the fun zone. And you are at the gates of the fun zone, and Rubgi's like, "Whoa, it's shining! Oh my god, I haven't." This is like an amusement park, right? I've seen these on the TikToks, but I've never actually been to one. Hey, hey, bud, you know it'd be a lot of fun? What? What if we made a TikTok? Yeah, I, I think we should. I mean, I don't know where we would get... I do. I did kind of revive my TikTok because my old one kind of got deleted at like 3,000 ticks. But um, my I right now I only have like a good 37 ticks so i'd appreciate any ticks you have to join my little click of ticks for my tiktok but other than that yeah we could yeah. definitely try to try to uh, i'll call over one of my ticks and we could definitely recount some of our glorious adventures at this fun zone tonight for the tiktoks yeah i think that'd be a lot of fun we can we can make some adventures we'll take some cool videos on the rides yeah, yeah. some hoops yeah so they walk in and Rufi is kind of like, he's taken aback by all of this because he's never really seen um, an amusement park before. And he immediately goes up to the cotton candy and he wants to try some cotton candy. But then the the Jimmy there is like, no, you've got to get tokens for this one. Um, and he's very sad. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, I, th- I think I might want to go win some tokens if you're up for it. Yeah, why not? There's, um, looks like there's a ring toss over there. Yeah, it does look busy though. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Now, Nil, Nil is listening very closely to everything um, and is going to turn around and say, welcome to try the ring toss if you like. It's quite easy. Okay, I'm saying Nil at this point has played the ring toss for so long that they are trying to hold like all the tokens <laughs> in one hand and they're kind of yeah, spilling so, onto the oh, floor. And Ruby's like, whoa, that, that's a lot of tokens there. That's a lot of cotton candy. Yeah, you can you can go get like a sweet treat for your tum tum. <laughs> um, the other things that are there, hit the target games. There are test your strength games. There's like a ring toss. There's a drown a Jimmy. Drown. Yeah, it looks like a dunk a Jimmy thing, but they just used a very strong wording. <laughs> um, there's some pies lined up next to it. And you can see a hologram Jimmy kind of just sitting there. Um, and the Jimmy, there's like the Jimmy sitting on like the little dunk of Jimmy thing is kind of very bored looking. He's looking at his little hologram phone. But other than that, that's about it. What are what are you interested in? Are you are you a ring toss kind of guy? Um, what's what's a good thing that you can do with your eyes? Is that? I'm definitely let's let's try to drown the Jimmy. I feel like we'd be good at that. I don't know why. Just we'd be good at that. Yeah. Um, and then you walk up to the Jana Jimmy, and then Jimmy's like, thank fuck! Hello! Please kill me! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, feel free to use any of your own weapons or spells, or you could use one of these handy-dandy pies! And there's like a little row of pies. And there's, it's basically a big, like a padded target behind and kind of above him, and he's in this large cylinder, and there's water under I think Kamir is just going to throw a pie. You pick up the pie, and you you give it a toss. It drops like two feet in front of you and hits the ground. And Ruby's like, that, that's a damn waste of pie. 
but but good job. You gave it the old college try. Oh, that's a rhyme. <laughs> he tosses the pie, and it gets a little bit farther than your pie, but it still falls on the floor as well. Okay, and let's say that they keep just hanging around the games. Um, I want to look for a moment where it seems like Kamir and Rubki are both distracted. Like every single moment, they're both looking at the pies on the ground. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. No, wait, shit. Kamir cool. has eyes everywhere. Oh, that's true. Kamir does have eyes everywhere. Okay, Rubki is distracted, but Kamir, let's say, what are what's your outfit again, Kamir? How many eyes are like kind of exposed on the side slash back of you? One or two. Um, okay. I think I think he's wearing like ripped jeans, but those are ripped on the front, and then. Okay. Like, long sleeves, anyways. You can wait for him to blank to see where these eyes are. Nil is going to, like, very quickly draw their sword and basically just try to behead Rubki as fast as possible. (laughs) Okay, so Nil is going to try to swing their great sword at um, Rubki and... Uh, I think probably Ruby's like about to throw a pie or something like that. Um, and is like, as they're, I guess, like going forward, like Mill just like swings and it goes like straight past Rubiki. Um, and they do not, they do not hit, but I was assuming that's pretty conspicuous. So probably they that, that's it. pretty conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, Elliot. Am I in the fun zone? He said he was going to go there at like midnight, right? Let's say that Iso and Toe haven't gotten there yet because it's still pretty close to midnight. Um, you can't read the map. That is a that is a drawback, yes. Yes. So even though the fun zone is actually pretty close to your dorms, you kind of can't. You just stand in the clearing. Can I head towards the pink area on the map? Because I know that it's pink. Okay. Okay, after, like, wandering around for, like, 20 minutes. Okay, so you do, you head for the pink area, and you're kind of confused by the light green and the darker green until you realize the darker green is, like, trees. Um, but then you, you slowly find your way there. Rubki and Kamir are throwing pies, and that's, you walk in just as Nil kind of draws their sword from Nil standing behind the roller coaster booth nearby, because the roller coaster is right next to the pie throwing ducking Jimmy area. Um, and then you enter to see that. Is Leggy also still at the ring toss? What's Leggy doing? Yeah, Leggy is still at the ring toss, kind of watching what's happening to Nell. Okay, so the attention of everyone aside from Leggy is drawn to the Boston for Coaston roller coaster. Um, like before, it's still going even though there's no one on it. But as you watch the soil right at the base of the roller coaster track, um, maybe 30 feet in front of where the cart is right now, has started to kind of um, form this little mountain next to the base of the track. And as you watch, more soil starts to pile up and up until it is as high as the track itself and starts to create this almost second roller coaster track jutting out from the first one. As you watch, the roller coaster cart suddenly sharply veers onto this newly made track. And as the soil kind of starts to crumple under its weight, the cart goes just soaring through the air. For a second, it's actually quite beautiful. It blocks out the moon. And then it lands. It crashes. Right on top of Kamir. 
Oh my god. Rupke narrowly misses it. He kind of rolls out of the way just in time as the wreckage crashes on top of Kamir. And there's now the wreckage of this roller coaster cart right on top of where Kamir used to be. You cannot see Kamir there anymore. Rupke's like stunned. He was holding a pie in his hand. He just drops it. It falls to the floor. Okay, then Noel's going to immediately try and cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. Wait, actually, sorry. Can, can I can I reach Rupke? Can I call Jimmy and say, I think I know who Neil tried to kill? <laughs> okay. How did you guess? Are you going to say, hey, Jimmy, right now? Yeah. Hey, okay. Jimmy. Jimmy appears and says, hi. I think Neil is coming for Rupke. Rupke just like sneaking suspicion. I'd like to hate Jimmy as well. Okay, so both of you, Jimmy's like, you are correct. <laughs> and then he disappears. And that's all you hear from the hey, Jimmy today. Yeah, I definitely moved over because I tried to hit Rupke with the great sword, but I don't know, because I need to, to, in order the castle, I have to touch him. I think the, the wreckage is kind of, in between you all because the, it was coming from the coaster area and you were also coming from the coaster area. But let's say that's a cart is like five feet wide or something like that. So yeah. So you are maybe like a hot seven feet away from him. Well, I want to try and then like get closer to Rupke so that I can cast the spell. Um, Rupke kind of sees you coming and... Let's say that um, Rupee's gonna raise up his great axe and take a slash at you. Nil's just gonna try and do another strike with the great sword. It doesn't hit, um, but Rupee is not going to retaliate. I th- I think he just he just fucking runs for it. Now you're left with this Kamir wreckage on the floor and Leggy's also nearby and Bass is also nearby. What are you all going to do? Okay, I want to do Hellish Rebuke. So you cast Hellish Rebuke. So as Rubgi is like starting to run away, these fires burst out of the sand and dirt, ironically probably turning some of the sand into glass and surround him. And he kind of goes, ooh, ouch. But he hops out of the way and keeps on running. And he is going to just run off. Okay, I am also going to definitely chase him. Okay, what is your speed? My speed, I have a 30 feet walking speed. Okay, that does, he has a 40 feet, so I think you kind of, you chase him for a bit, but he's also already got, like, a little bit of a head start. Quite, yeah, he's got a head and start. And then he yeah. kind of disappears. I think I'm going to go up to Nil and be like, dude, what? <laughs> um, Nil's going to be like, they were my, ta- like, he was my target. Are you okay? He seemed distracted. Yes, no, I mean... I thought that was the point of the stage. Leggy and Nil, I feel like Nil hasn't gone too far from the fun zone. So you can see under the wreckage, there is like a brief flickering of blue. And then that's it. That's all you see. I'm going to be like, Nil, are, are you okay? Like physically, like that was a weird battle. Yes, it was a weird battle. Nil is just going to cast Cure Wounds on themselves. And then Nil's going to be like, well, that's all my spell slots, so I'm going back to the cabin. See you tomorrow. Do you want anything? I have, I can, I can help heal you. I have, like, potions. Oh, that's all right. You don't need to do that. I'll see you back at the cabin. Actually, I'm going to head back. Uh, there's nothing really left for me to do. But, okay. Around this time, Iso and Toe reach the fun zone. <laughs> 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 Iso's like, 
Oh wow, it's in the museum. Oh, Togo, Togo's. Oh, are those why eyes? Are there, why is there? Are those eyes? There's um, an Oh, there's lots of eyes on the. Uh, do Do you want to maybe head back? I think that's the best thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they go back. They go back. <laughs> what is Bass doing all this time? He's gonna walk over and gently prod the Kamir-shaped stain with the toe of his boot. Kamir's no longer there. The is there nothing underneath it? There's nothing underneath it now. Oh, okay, cool. So, are you gonna prod the wreckage? <laughs> yeah. All right. If he's alone in the fun zone, he's just gonna start playing games. <laughs> <laughs> like, might as well. Okay, I'm gonna say he plays like a shit ton of games. He gets so much cotton candy. And maybe he wins, like, a stuffed animal or two. Hell yeah. At what point of the morning are you going to start heading back to your dorm? Um, about 3 a.m., maybe. So you enter the dorm, 3 a.m., um, Bloke is sleeping. He is sleeping on the bed. (laughs) Um, okay, he's going to pick him up and put him on the ground without waking him. You you successfully do. You place him, where are you going to put him in the room? He just puts him on the ground, maybe tosses one of the blankets over him. Okay. Next to the bed. So, and then I'm assuming you, yeah. Yeah, and then he obviously takes the bed and goes to sleep. Okay, cool. Next, let's go to Nil and Leggy. Nil goes to sleep as soon as they get back. Nil's like, I need to rest. I need to restore my spell slots. I will see you tomorrow. Nil goes to sleep. Okay. I think Leggy goes to her room, pulls the battle axe out of her boot, <laughs> um, locks the door, and gets ready for bed. Rubki is panicking in his room alone. He also now has no roommate. Um, he's going to try to relieve some stress by glass flowing. Don't know how that how well that's going to go. Okay, let's cut to Toe and Iso. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I- I'm guessing Camille died. I think he died. I, I, I really didn't think people were going to start killing on the first day. I Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And I was already working on a pill for him. It was going to say, I don't want to behold, I want to be helped. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. Oh, no. Uh, oh, so well, sad. I mean, like, if they have, I'm guessing, like, there'll be some sort of funeral or something. Yeah. And then I could put the pillow, like, in his, you know, coffin. Yeah. That's really something else. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'll go to sleep. I, I, now I'm actually so much more scared. I mean, that, honestly, I wasn't honest. I, that also wasn't someone, like, fighting Kamir. That was... No, it, that was so that weird. That was a roller coaster on his body. I feel anyone could die from that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be crushed by a roller coaster. Me neither. God, I mean, good night. Okay. Um, uh, do, and do you think you're able to fall asleep? I don't. I don't think so. God. Okay. Uh, I might try to do some more embroidery. I guess. Okay. When when do you usually wake up in the morning? When do you want to go get breakfast tomorrow? I'm a morning gal, so earlier the better. Cool. Okay. And then we can also watch the sunrise. 
that'll be nice. Uh, yeah, yeah we can remember. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If only his eyes could oh. see the sunrise. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess the murdering really did just start. Yeah. Oh. All right. And then they just go to sleep. What do Dickie and Cal do for the rest of the evening after watching Lard? Uh, well, okay, so I think I think he kind of, like, relaxes a little bit throughout the course of the movie, and he finds himself, like, actually kind of enjoying it. Well, um, how did you like the movie? And he's very, very eager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. He, 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 says, he, says that, he says that he liked it, and uh, he, he's honest for once in his goddamn life. <laughs> and then he tells Dickie that he's going to get some work done, and he goes to the, the VCS, and he gets himself a Red Bull. Amesius is not it's, open. Wh- what's the point? Okay, then open. I guess he walks there and it's closed. <laughs> Only the fun zone is open. It's still like in the middle of the night. Yeah, I know it's in the middle of the night. What's the point <laughs> if the, the convenience store isn't open throughout the night? This is evil. Yeah. This seems like an inconvenience <laughs> store. It's <laughs> not a very cool store. Um, all right, so I guess Cal walks to the VCS finds out that it is closed and just walks back dejectedly. Now he's just going to have to look at stocks while he's tired. Um, and then Dickie just starts reading his books in his very large bed um, and kind of just falls asleep reading. Yeah, he can spread all of them out around him. Yeah. The bed is so huge. Paul probably falls asleep on his laptop. Maybe Dickie gets a keyboard smash email. From Dick Thim at hardware.ude to calzone at tonprince.ude cc hey jimmy subject re media screening meeting 8 9 at 8 p.m my friend cal thank you so much for responding so courteously to my email i had a smashing time watching lard and i'm more than happy to watch lard too with you at any time in the future i truly am so joyed to see this friendship begin to blossom and i look forward to seeing where our partnership can go from here your pal Dickie Thimbleton. P.S. Apologies for the automated signature. I could not figure out how to turn off the template. Hardvar is a stickler for formalities. Scholar and researcher at Hardvar University. School of Sociology. Hardvar University. Class of 2023. Phone 2223-3642. From Calzone at townprints.ude to dickthem at hardvar.ude. Carbon copy, hey Jimmy. Subject, re-re-media screening meeting, 8-9 at 8 p.m. Dear Mr. Thimbleton, thank you for your courtesy and understanding in regard to my delayed response. It appears that I do not receive very good service on this murder island. I, too, very much enjoyed consuming the media with you, and I thank you for your time and your attention to this matter. I would not be opposed to viewing additional media with you in the future. Sincerely, Calzone. Postscript. I rather think that automated signatures save time and energy, and I commend you for taking advantage of this feature. Yours is not out of place in our conversation, but I am aware of how to disable this feature, should you ever find yourself needing to do so again in the future. Student of Business, Tomprince School of Business Tree, Second College, Tomprince University, Class of 2023. Phone, one two eight seven four six three seven seven three seven. Email calzone at tomprince.ude. From calzone at tomprince.ude to dictum at hardvar.ude. Carbon copy, hey Jimmy. Subject, re, 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 media screening meeting 8-9 at 8 p.m. 
G H H G Y Y U U I O K L semicolon 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 apostrophe Calzone student of business at the Tom Prince School of Business Tree Second College Tom Prince University class of 2023 phone 1287-463-7737 email calzone at tomprince.udu What the fuck is this? Oh, well, this is the little outro. Um, The important information here is like the Tumblr, which is at Ziglet Stainy Murder Mania, and the Twitter, which is at ZZMMPod. And just like tell them to subscribe, and that should be good. Got it? God, okay. You can do it. Outros. Um, uh, Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to our fuck. Tumblr, Tumblr. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Tumblr at ZZMMania and on Twitter at ZZMMPod and subscribe so that you don't miss me, your favorite contestant, murdering all of these fuckers over the next couple days. Ah, cool. Thank you for listening. Yay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so good. Yay. All right, I'll stop it. Cool.